0: Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Laura Jost, Managing Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. On March 14th, advocates for community cancer centers took to Capitol Hill to speak with legislators and advocate for the issues important to them and their patients. At the Association of Community Cancer Center's 44th Annual Meeting and Cancer Business Summit, I met with Blair Burnett of ACCC, George Spurlock of Southern Cancer Center, and Dr. Randall Oyer of Lancaster General Health. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to be talking today about Capitol Hill Day. So, Blair, I guess we can get started with you. If you could just talk a little bit about the why of Capitol Hill Day, why is this something that ACCC does?
1: Of course. I mean,
0: the Association of
1: Community Cancer Centers really is a leading education and advocacy organization for cancer care providers across the country. Um, We serve over 23,000 providers across the United States, and we really want to focus on that advocacy piece and empowering individuals in their communities to know that what they're experiencing with their patients um, on the ground and the problems that they're facing um, is directly translatable um, to the issues that we're seeing in Washington, DC, and empower them to know that when they can voice these issues that their patients are experiencing, we can create real change.
0: And who does ACCC encourage to attend Capitol Hill Day meetings and why? Yeah, um, so
1: we inter- encourage any of our members. Again, that's,
0: uh, we, our membership focuses
1: across the span of the entire United States, serving anyone that touches a patient along the cancer care continuum. So oncologists, social workers, nurses, um, nurse navigators, really anyone along that care continuum and care team. And we just want them to know that the journey that they're experiencing with their patients is one that needs to be shared with the legislators, legislators on Capitol Hill. And all those different
0: groups probably have different things that they're looking to get out of this, right?
1: Exactly. And I think uh, this meeting is focused on business and policy, and people come here to really learn and talk about that, and knowing that they can go directly to Capitol Hill to meet with their representative um, speaks to localizing the issues that we at
0: ACCC deal with in Washington, D.C. on a daily basis. And so, Blair, maybe you can give us a general idea of sort of the things that participants are hoping to do or hoping to get out of these meetings, and then we can get some specifics that you were looking to do.
1: Great. Yeah. I mean, I think we in the healthcare field run into issues on a daily basis of things that we're experiencing in the oncology world. Um, But what I really want the participants of Capitol Hill Day to get out of this is the fact that to know that they can empower themselves um, to focus on what is really appropriate um, in terms of care for their patients and knowing that they can really advocate um, for themselves and for their local cancer center and knowing that someone may be in North Carolina or may be in Texas, but that doesn't mean their voice doesn't matter. And I think there's a collective, which is really nice at C, and focusing on how um, we can empower that collective and those individual voices to create change and really advocate for the patients that we focus on serving on a daily basis.
2: Yeah. So for me, this was my first experience with Capitol Hill Day. And so I had, you know, just a guess at what I might might face and what might happen. Uh, The ACCC team did a great job prepping us uh, to be effective on Capitol Hill. But at the same time, you really don't know what to expect when you go into such a a powerful community, right, that has such impacts on our country. And so I hope to just have the opportunity to legibly get our issues, ACCC's um, concerns, Um, articulated properly so that we could, um, you know, transfer our desires for change uh, to our legislators.
0: And Dr. Oyer, what were you hoping to get out of these meetings for Capitol Hill Day for the Lancaster General Hospital?
3: Well, the ACCC is an advocacy organization, and our work is to make uh, cancer care better for all patients in the country. Uh, We have people who take care of cancer patients in every state in this country, uh, including mine in Pennsylvania. Uh, And we know that we need to work with the legislature, the federal legislature, and our state representatives. Uh, And we hope to explain our work to them. We hope to hear what their priorities are so that we can find new uh, solutions for uh, reimbursement, for regulation, Uh, Sometimes we go to Capitol Hill asking for specific legislation help, uh, either to introduce or co-sponsor a bill. Sometimes we go trying to find uh, how they're thinking, what they're working on, what their priorities are. And sometimes we go just to educate them about our work so that they can understand the complexities of our care and what our patients need back home.
0: And so George was mentioning that this was his first Capitol Hill Day that he had participated in. So have you participated in many in the past? What's your history with this?
3: I don't remember how many, but I have been going uh, to Capitol Hill Day with ACCC. I always find it valuable. I meet new people. I enjoy uh, interacting with the legislators and their staff. Uh, and uh, I've been doing it for a number of years.
0: And how does ACCC, Blair maybe we'll start with you, um, what is ACCC doing to prepare participants? Mm
1: -hmm. So our team at ACCC really focuses again on the policy issues that are affecting cancer care providers across the country during any given year. And I think it changes and runs the gamut from year to year. So this year our priorities aligned with issues of oral parity and palliative care legislation and supportive care services legislation and 340B reform. Um, But what we really want to focus on is not only preparing our members to talk to those advocacy issues, but really empowering them to share their story. So while I and members of the policy team at ACCC may be able to speak to very specific pieces of legislation, um, I can't speak to the stories that our members have day in, day out at the cancer care center that they serve in. And I don't have that patient care experience. But that's why we bring individuals like Dr. Orier and George, because we really need our legislatures to hear those stories so there's a human component um, to the change that we're trying to bring about for cancer patients across the country.
0: George and Dr. Oyer, maybe the two of you could talk about what sorts of stories were you bringing to these meetings and and how did, prepared did you feel? So George, I guess we could start with you. As your first meeting, how prepared did you feel to go into this meeting with the legislator?
2: Well, I think ACCC did an amazing job preparing us Um, You know, the tough part, I think, there's plenty of stories, no matter what topic they bring up, Mm -hmm. because of our patient population, there's a lot of stories that we can bring to the table. So we try to look for the ones that um, we feel can best connect um, to the issue um, and and bring perfect light to it. For me, I brought two personal stories, two um, cancer stories within my own family. you know, I think the more personal that it becomes, mm-hmm. the more connected that our that our legislator and uh, and their staff can be to what we're trying to accomplish. And so specific to palliative care and oral parity, I had some I had some family situations um, where I, we could have benefited from the legislature that that we were asking for endorsement or co-sponsorship on.
0: Dr. Oyer, do you have anything you want to add?
3: Well, I think George said it well. I mean, we do uh, talk about patients we've cared for or family members. Uh, I think anything is better if you make the human connection. Uh, we all try to do good for other people. And uh, I think, as George said, it's better when they understand uh, the value of their work and that they're doing it for people. It's not really just policy. It's about caring for people.
0: And so Blair, you kind of touched on this, but maybe you want to go into depth a little bit more. If you could talk about the key topics ACCC is advocating for, like what's top of mind for ACCC this year?
1: Of course. Um, I think that's really important. We live in a time for healthcare that transitions on a daily basis. Um, so when we were keep picking topics this year, we wanted to ensure um, that like George and Dr. Oyer said, it's the topics that are most top of mind for cancer patients across the country. Um, first, we started with a piece of federal oral parity legislation, um, focusing on um, parity for access to drugs and cost of drugs, whether that's an IV therapy um, or an oral anti-cancer medication, um, which again, talking to our members across the country, it is top of mind for our patients and them wanting to see um, equitable care and cost of care. Um, Second, we're supporting um, the Cancer Care Planning and Communications Act, um, looking at um, coordination care services for patients patients. Right now, that is not a code under Medicare that's reimbursable. Um, So um, the providers that we work with are providing these amazing supportive care services, but aren't reimbursed for them. So what we really want to do is ensure that the care that the providers we work with um, are providing, um, they're allowed to be reimbursed for it. Third piece of legislation is the Palliative Care Education and Training Act, Um, We're seeing a shift in how care is provided to cancer patients, and we're seeing an increased focus on palliative care and really what that means for patients and how important it is um, for someone along that cancer care continuum. Um, So looking to increase education around palliative care and see it in more cancer programs across the country. Last but not least, um, 340B, um, the drug discount program, has been top of mind policy-wise, but again, like Dr. Warrior said earlier, bringing that back to the patient and ensuring that um, this drug discount program um, is benefiting patients that need it most and the cancer programs that need it most. So ACCC hasn't supported any specific piece of legislation um, for 340B that's come out, but we developed within this last year um, a set of reform principles for the program. And then we want to ensure, through the meetings that we had yesterday, that whatever piece of legislation ends up passing around 340B reform is reflected in these set of principles.
3: I'd like to make uh, comments about two of the issues that Blair uh, touched on and the ACCC approach to being there on Capitol Hill. She spoke about the care coordination uh, legislation that we're asking for a uh, a code to represent, to create time and space for care coordination. I think it actually takes face-to-face communication to explain we're not asking for a new service. We're not asking to add to Medicare's uh, bills. We're asking to create time and space for something that we all need to do to care for our patients better. In fact, it actually uh, ends up utilizing services better, c- uh, controlling costs to take time and space to explore what a, an individual patient's values are, what they hope to accomplish with their treatment. Uh, what they're looking forward to, uh, to make sure that you can suggest treatment that is most in line with a patient's own values. That takes time and space, and you actually have to create that. We're not looking uh, to add to billing. We're, add, we're looking to uh, channeling our work in a more effective way. And the second comment uh, that builds upon what Blair mentioned is the 340B legislation. That's something that's in a lot of turmoil. And what we did with our legislators is uh, presented a list of principles that we hoped we could accomplish. We didn't suggest specific fixes. We didn't suggest legislation. We said, these are the things that we need to accomplish. We need to make sure that the program continues to exist to serve the patients it was intended for uh, and there may be a lot of different solutions, a lot of different ways to do that. Uh, but we suggested some principles that actually some of the legislators that we spoke to thought were very informative and very helpful and would inform their thinking going forward as they looked to uh, find solutions that were possible.
2: Our big ask is that, that we can align our, our structure for reimbursement and for billing um, with the oral medications, similar to what we do with our IV treatments now, because they are, they're billed in two different buckets, the orals being in the pharmacy space and then the IV treatments being in the medical space. And on the oral side, because over 30% of all new drugs coming out for cancer treatment are now oral therapies, um, we're going to see this disparity even grow, and um, it's going to become an increasing problem because the out-of-pocket costs, the the copays for uh, our patients for a lot of these oral therapies are, are to such an extent now that many of them simply just do not fulfill their prescriptions and then take the drugs. And certainly that has an impact uh, on the um, outcome of their care. And so if we can align this way of billing and reimbursement and so that the, the copays are more in line with what they would face in other medical space uh, procedures, and um, th- that would help a lot and go a long way um, towards our outcomes in, in treatment for cancer.
0: And so, having sat down with your legislators, did you feel you were being heard, and that they were coming away—they were coming away with a new understanding of the issues that you're dealing with?
2: I was—I was honestly blown away. Again, not knowing what to expect, I just hoped to, to not be too nervous and to say what was on my heart and present the issues in a, in a logical way, um, so that they had something, you know, to take from our time together. But honestly, the the amount of attention and concern that they had and interest in what we were talking about, it really took me aback. Um, And so um, I think for me... Um, I feel like I go away with the biggest benefit from, from Capitol Hill Day because I have a renewed sense of being part of the real process, that they actually do want to hear what's going on in our cancer centers to help affect change. And so that's very encouraging to me. We're in a political climate right now that is, that is very abrasive at you know, every moment, depending on what channel you turn it on. So this is this was good for me. It, it renewed my respect for our legislators and the tremendous responsibility that they have. I agree, and I think that uh, face-to-face
3: communication always creates relationships, understanding that allows you to solve problems together.
0: Just to kind of close us out, um, Blair, maybe you can give us an understanding, like how does ACCC feel that Capitol Hill day, 2018, went?
1: I think it went really well. I mean, when you look at the numbers, we had over 50 members there from across the country representing 26 states, um, 44 unique House districts represented, and 52 unique Senate districts represented. So when you look at the breakdown of the individuals we met with across the country, we met with Democrats, we met with Republicans, we met with Independents, and I think we were able to really understand how to advocate for these issues that affects the patients that our members work with on a daily basis. And the feedback that I've been hearing from individuals like Dr. Orier and George has been outstanding. I think people feel empowered to be their own advocate, not only for themselves and their cancer programs, but also most importantly for their patients. And I think that's what is most important to take home at the end of the day, that the individuals that we work with on a daily basis feel empowered to come back to D.C., come back to do this again, and make sure these issues are heard, um, um, understood, and then something is done about them.
0: And, Dr. Herr, how do you feel it went? You, uh, you've been doing this for a couple of years now, you had said. So how does 2018 sort of, how do you think those meetings went?
3: I thought it was terrific. Uh, there were great meetings. We heard good feedback. Uh, one thing that the ACCC does is an educational lunch session uh, in the Library of Congress, and we had three excellent speakers this year to... Uh, members of uh, Congress and uh, Deputy Director of the uh, National Cancer Institute, Dr. Doug Lowy. So that was informative as well.
0: Great. And George, are you now going to be, is this your first of many? (laughs)
2: Yeah. As a matter of fact, I said that to Blair um, today even, that uh, myself and and a couple of my colleagues that were with me in the Alabama contingent are are super excited about doing this again. Uh, We'll we'll be even more prepared, and I think... um, we want to continue building those relationships that we, we got started yesterday with.
0: Well, thank you very much for your right, time thank today. You. Well, thank you. Thank you so fun. much. Enjoy. really appreciate it. For coverage of sessions and interviews with speakers from the ACCC 44th Annual Meeting and Cancer Business Summit, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes.